This is a Triple J podcast. On this episode of Simple the Jest, help mum with the groceries because we're getting your very best retail stories. You'll hear about painting with internal organs, a midnight heist, and a frozen tongue. Completely exploded. What? Like the serial killer? Yeah, the serial killer, yeah. No! Did you say you died? Are you back from the dead? What? Are you a ghost? I am back from the dead. At what point did you realise you were <laughs> swimming in the pool of one of the most famous musicians of all time? Like, too late. Like... <laughs> Is this a Ratatouille situation? What? Wow. Oh, here we go. Hello. Hello. Simply the Jest. Australia's best stories. Yes, hello and welcome to Simply the Jest. My name's Lewis Hobber. My name's Michael Hing. <laughs> and I'm your little skipper, Jess Perkins. Toot, 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 bucko. Get in, losers, we're going shopping for <laughs> stories. <laughs> now, the reason I said that is that the topic is retail, mm. um, but I uh, had a whole thing planned, but I'm going to just not get into any of that because Hing isn't paying any attention. He's just texting <laughs> on his phone. Yeah, no, I'm, te- I'm texting because, well, actually, what I'm texting about is that you and I and yeah. Jessica Perkins are going on tour. Oh, yeah. And I'm texting someone who might be a guest at one of the shows on oh, our yeah. tour, and they are someone, I won't say who they are. Russell Crowe. But that, no, well, not, I won't say who they are. But they are notoriously bad at texting. Oh, I And there's someone who, whenever I text them, it takes them often days to get back to me. And we love them dearly. Sure. But I, um, you know, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought, you know what? They're texting, they're applying now. I'm going to get back to them. And not so, to name names, but he's probably recording some sort of comedy song. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we want him to come to one of our shows at some point and perform something. So that's what I'm trying to organise right now. While we record this podcast, I can do two things at once. Great point. I mean, you couldn't because there was quite a long pause before you said your name. <laughs> snip, um, snip. Luke, can you cut that out in the edit? No. no. <laughs> Keep it Leave in. Leave it in. <laughs> that's a good, he does bring up a good point. If you are a fan of Snip of the Jest, uh, we will be doing uh, a live Simply the Jest at a bunch of our live shows on Hobber and Hing's last show ever tour. Uh, on the dates that Jess Perkins is free. She's a very yeah. busy person. We're very lucky to have her. <laughs> Sometimes people forget that. They think just because you spent all your week in your cupboard, you mm. got nothing else on. Oh, mm. man. But I sometimes really... that cupboard goes travelling. Yeah, I'm, I make the most of my cupboard time. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. online 24 7. 24 Yeah. <laughs> She's uh, playing Snood. She's. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Did you ever play Snood? No, I've never heard of Snood. Oh, have I called the wrong thing? What's uh, the. It's, what's it's Snood. It's like a bejeweled s game where you sort of fire a ball. What's bejeweled? Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Is it called Snoo Snood? Anyway, it doesn't matter. What's um, a game? Where am I? We're heading out on tour. You can go over to hear live riffs like this in places like Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Canberra, Bendigo, and Newcastle, the greatest city in the world. You can check the Hover and Hing Instagram for details. Now, Burko, do you have some family uh, in and around the Ballarat Bendigo area? Absolutely do, yes. Um, have several aunties or whatever there? I've got so many aunties, wasn't man. A, wasn't there an you auntie? pick a number, I've got that many aunties. Wasn't there an 50. auntie of a sexual Probably. nature or something? An auntie of a sexual <laughs> nature? Man, what are you can, asking me? <laughs> aunties can be sexual beings first no, and I foremost. I know, but wasn't there, wasn't there a story? About, didn't, no, didn't, we had a story on the podcast from a woman who worked at a who who was a dominatrix, she was getting rid of a big box. Oh, yes. That's what it was. And two, an older couple came and picked it up in 
Ballarat or Bendigo. And I think it was Ballarat. Ballarat. And then in yep. jest, Perko said, yes. that could be my family. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I don't joke. have any aunties of a sexual nature. <laughs> They're all absolutely celibate. <laughs> Bunch uh, of nuns, well, a lot of them. The reason I bring it up is because most of these shows are selling really well and mm. will sell out. Mm. Uh, the only one, and I'm, it's selling fine, but it's, it's the slowest of the lot, is uh-huh. Bendigo. Ooh. And so I'm wondering if your family are trying to avoid you. Interesting. Oh, 100%. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. If I was your family, would you not avoid me too? If I uh, was your family, would you? Wow. This, this is like a Jessica Perkins has wives three. It sounds like a puzzle <laughs> we're doing here. <laughs> I walk on four legs in the morning. <laughs> Where are your auntie? Um <laughs> Uh, no, so if you are in the Bendigo area and want to come along to the show, you can find tickets at the Not Hobber and Hing official Tell Instagram. your friends, goddammit, Bendigo. Yeah. That's regional Victoria. That's or, Hobber country. Or <laughs> if you're one of my many enemies across the country and you're finally trying to find where I am so you can murder me, you'll have to buy tickets. Or if you're um, uh, like South Korean BTS stands and you want to do that thing that you did to the Trump's um, rallies where you all just buy out the tickets <laughs> so that... The stadiums are really empty. Yeah. You know what? We'll sure. take money. We'll have a bad yeah. show, but we'll take the money. All right. Yeah. That's enough plugging for now. Oh, actually, one more plug. We've got a new podcast, Silver Bullet, etc. It's great. Go listen to it. This week's episode has uh, Tom Carty on it. Yes. Um, really fun. Don't know why I'm bringing him up. Anyway. Uh... First time we brought him up, this podcast, for sure. <laughs> now, uh, the podcast this week is all about retail stories. Now, Perko, you've... Uh, I imagine you're someone... You, you have worked retail before. I've worked heaps of yeah. retail, yeah. I worked in a um in a in a store for a long time. I worked there twice. I worked there for like two years. I left for a bit. I came back for another six months. Um, and we sold like active wear leisure stuff. That were, they were known for undies. Sure. And you maybe wouldn't be that shocked, but it it hurts to realise how many men mm-hmm. don't know what size underwear they wear or pants because it's the same. Um, so they don't know what size pants they are. And do you know how many times I had men of varying ages say, I don't know, what do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what? I'm going to come to the defence of men on this. Here we First go. of all, Here we um, go. <laughs> a hard pivot to the right yeah, during yeah, yeah. Jess's dying days. Because here's the first thing. Dudes rock. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, no, that's true, actually, yeah. Fellas. <laughs> I, I have been caught out in a store that was buying underwear. What do you mean? Doing the thing where you grab the back of your underwear and try to pull it all the way around so that you can see what size it is. Yeah. Because what you don't, like, actually, Jess, pants, men's pants don't come in small, medium, and large. No, they that's right. They come in inch sizes. Well, that's right, but we had a chart Yeah, but that the charts are them. bullshit. And also... That's fine to like check your tag. I get that. I've done that. Yeah. But get a friend to check or oh, go sure. into the change rooms. Don't ask no, a like fair. twenty year old shop assistant to check the tag. For okay. You. Yeah. No. Sorry. I should come. I should actually re-pivot again. Because I, I, I actually didn't realize that that's what I was defending. I was defending the ability to not know your own size. Yeah. Not the ability to ask young women to check your pants. <laughs> yeah. It's I weird. should be quite clear about that. Um, but I've never, I've never struggled with uh, knowing my sizes of um, of uh, of my pants. But also, look, and not to get into it too deeply, <laughs> okay. but the thing about pants is you only like your jeans or whatever. It's just yeah. your just your hip size. Yeah, that's it. But once you start dealing with underwear, mm. you're actually dealing with three factors in men: okay. hip, uh-huh. butt, dick. <laughs> 
and your different ratio of hip butt dick all require a different size. Mm. So mm. I actually think I've hit a nerve here. Yeah, right. you know yeah. what? I, I think, think I think men's underwear uh-huh. is grossly underthought about. I think people are like, oh, just fucking give him the Martian love and the Martian boxes. Make him out of satin. Dad won't mind. That's disgusting. Dad minds. Dad minds. You know what? I think the amount of time mm-hmm. that people think about bras, mm. people should think about men's underwear. It's mm. the same problem. Do you reckon yeah, this it's is... the same jangly bits. I've never listened to it, but do you reckon this is what Joe Rogan's podcast sounds like? <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> And you can go to a specialist place and get get bra sizes. But you, you know, can't go to a specialist place and get no. men's underwear. And you know what, Jess? There's no there's no cupping. There's no support. It's a nightmare yeah. out there. There's a gap in the market, and I think we should fill it. <sighs> now. Thanks. Okay. I've got my measuring tape. <laughs> get your dick out. Is that Finally. what you want? <laughs> Finally. And your hips and butt. It's a three-factor thing. There are things, three things you have to consider. <laughs> what about, I've, I've got a regular-sized dick, but my balls. Are... <laughs> so I think there's actually a fourth factor for some. That's, that's a great point, Michael. I hadn't even considered people with Hang a on. tiny dick and big balls. It's not that, it's not <laughs> let, him, balls no, are... let him finish the sentence. Are they tiny or huge? I, oh, yeah. That, that, I, 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 here's the thing. They vary wildly. <laughs> Depending on the day... We're talking any. We're, teni- we're talking anything from a reasonably sized marble all the way up to a grapefruit, depending on. <laughs> He's got like a mood ring, but for balls. Yeah. If it's a bit cloudy outside, if I feel a little bit sad, uh, they um, they come and go like the tides. If the, <laughs> if the moon is full, Hing's walking around like a cowboy uh, with his legs wide. Triton's out again. I see. <laughs> <laughs> Tides. Now, uh, oh no, we we're talking about retail. Retail, sure. sorry. Yeah, stories we... about stories about working in shops, retail, uh-huh. and whatnot. Uh-huh. Obviously, I've only had one real job before I worked uh, at Triple J, and that is in the liquor industry. I worked in a bottle shop. Ding. <laughs> Thank you so much. And um, this is one that I don't know if I've ever told on the podcast before. But um, I, at, the, at the bottle shop, we used to sell this um, Canadian whiskey there called Crown Royale. Uh, and, and whenever you got a bottle of Crown Royale in, it came in a little purple velvet bag mm. with gold writing on it. And uh, yeah, you get bored working in retail. You know, you got to do things to keep yourself entertained. What we used to do is um, take the, the 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 bags off the whiskey and turn them into um, hand puppets, like sock puppets, <laughs> but for your hands. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So um, what, well, the first time we did it, went, ac- went across the shop, uh, Westfield, to uh, Wright Art and Craft. I think that shop is now closed down. Bought some googly eyes, Great. pipe cleaner moustache, you know, little, little mouth, whatnot, and uh, stuck it all on. And then uh, we made one. Actually, another great thing I got on one of the, you know, that mezcal that has a little Mexican hat on it? Yes. Yeah, got that guy, put that on there as well. <laughs> bueno. Um, called him Hernando. And uh, then we, we, we basically cobbled together a bunch of different characters from all from the different things you could find at the bottle shop, right? right. And we made a little a little town of puppets, and <laughs> I love um, it. it was me, my friend David Cunningham, my other friend Joe. We sort of had a little little we put little shows for each other. <laughs> put on <laughs> this, shows. This this shop, Porters of the Camaranda, was hemorrhaging money. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you had plenty of time. Uh, in between customers. Well, yeah, because like there's sort of rush hours for booze, right? We'd open at nine, but no one's bu- like. I mean, there are some, but very few regular people are buying wine at nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you're on the day shift, you got you got the whole morning to just muck about, right? You can do like an entire play. You could do Romeo and Juliet and hot sock puppets. 
we would and this is sort of before TikTok. What we used to do is on the computers play out episodes of shows mm. and we'd sort of just mime along the dialogue with oh the puppets. Does that make sense? Huh. Yeah. Just a little 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 you know, little fun little games for us. <laughs> Uh-huh. Anyway, telenovelas with yes. your little Mexican <laughs> yes. hat. Anyway, it was all very stupid. It's just like the kind of dumb shit you do to like to keep yourself um, entertained at work. Now, our, our boss Carl uh, hated it. Obviously, he came by one day and we we're doing one of our little plays, and he's like, "What are you doing, guys?" <laughs> we're like, "I'm oh, keeping ourselves." Then you did the whole like, "Oh, if there's room to lean, there's room. If there's time to lean, there's time to clean." You know, mm. yeah. to go whatever, fix up the fridges or whatever. And he's like, "You guys, honestly, get rid of the puppets. It's unprofessional." <laughs> We couldn't throw out the puppets, obviously, because, no. you know, we put so much effort into them. There yeah, was like you, six or seven at this yeah, time. Yeah, you know? googly eyes. Exactly, googly eyes. They had personalities. They had names, you know? Hernando. Hernando. <laughs> so we, um, what, we were like, we just hide them somewhere. And so we, um, we there, was a, like a, there was a cabinet on the side, like a big white box that was the medicine cabinet, or the, the first aid kit. And we never used it because no one ever hurt themselves. We thought we'd just whack them in there. But obviously that's packed real tight. So we had to get rid of some of the gauze and the band-aids and stuff and just pack <laughs> it full of... Over the first day. Yeah. yeah. Had to pack it full of puppets. Now we, <laughs> fast forward six months, right? We'd forgotten about the puppets and all that. No one's hurt themselves. But when you work at a bottle shop, one of the main jobs you do is you've got to get a box, box cutter and cut open boxes to make displays. And manager Carl oh, no. was opening a um, case of champagne. He's um, very, you shouldn't, and you shouldn't use a knife on, because it's all pressurized. You shouldn't use a knife on champagne. But he's, you know, he's a cowboy, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> he's hit the side of a, a bottle with the, the box cutter. It's exploded, right? It's gone everywhere. It's glass everywhere. And he's picking up the glass. And as he's done that, he's tr- slipped. He's, he's cut up in his hand. Quite a bad cut. <laughs> and he's gone, oh, Joe, can you get me the first aid kit? And Joe, <laughs> forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened to it? There's a puppet orgy happening goes, inside. <laughs> grabs it off the wall, runs to cars. I got it, boss. Got it, boss. Opens it up. It's packed so tightly, the puppets spring out like snakes <laughs> out of one of those cans and just go everywhere. <laughs> There's nothing in there but puppets. Um, you know, we get Carl. You put your hand in Hernando. I guess I can stop us in the bleeding. No, you had to go to the. Um, Hernando's actually a, a doctor. If yeah, you put your hand exactly. in. <laughs> everything. No, we had to go. His qualifications aren't recognised here. It's actually a travesty. <laughs> Drive a taxi. That's why he's working in a bottle shop. <laughs> uh, and so, we, yeah, we had to take him to the chemist and get him all gauzed up and whatever. And um, anyway, I guess I'm telling you that that's that's kind of my favorite thing about working in retail jobs is the downtime when you just get to do dumb shit with your friends and endanger the life of your manager, Carl. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we will hear a lot of really good stories about retail, uh, including one about a very sneaky discount, a surf shop emergency, and a disgusting story about painting with a questionable item. Ashley in Sydney. Ashley, what's your retail story? Okay, uh, well, this happened about five years ago. Um, I was working in a small chain grocery and retail store um, in a beachy suburb of the south of Sydney. Um, we're locking up for the night. It's around 9pm when my colleague noticed a full-size suitcase had been left in one of the aisles. Oh. We thought it was a little odd, but like people do occasionally holiday here. My manager was like, just go put it in the back office. However, I forgot it or probably collect it the next day. Oh, yeah. Um, so one of my colleagues moved the suitcase into the back. And I remember them saying, like, oh, it's pretty heavy, but we didn't think much of it. Um, no. The next day, <laughs> the next day, we we're opening up the store and we noticed, like, the back door had been left open, which <gasps> was a bit odd, but we locked everything up. Um, when we got in the store, we noticed there was a fair few things missing from the shelves and it looked like we could have been robbed. Um, so we all went to the back to check the cameras um, and on the camera we saw in the middle of the night this suitcase unzips itself 
a person <gasps> literally climbs out. No. And then they they take the suitcase up and down the aisles shopping. Oh. They they fill it to the brim, zip it up, and then they just walk out the back door. What? Yes, it's oh. a Trojan horse. It's a classic Trojan horse. <laughs> That's a heist. Do you know what it's actually what they do that in? Is Ocean's Eleven. That's in. It's a classic heist move. So, what kinds of stuff were you selling? It's a, it's a retail store. So, would you sell a grocery? Like, is it like food and drink? Yeah, groceries. Like, yeah, they did all their food shopping. <laughs> yeah. So, how much? Like, what wow. kind of what kind of snatch are they getting away with there? Are they? Are they is it like what? A couple of hundred bucks? A thousand dollars? What would they have gotten away with with that? few thousand dollars when you're thinking about the price of groceries. Whoa. And did you see on the cameras, like, when they arrived? How did they... I have so many questions, (laughs) but I guess my main one is, do you have any idea how long they were in the suitcase for? I have no idea. None of us know. It was so odd. Our next story comes from the Central Coast. Jess, what's your retail story? Hey, um, so my retail story is I used to work at a clothing chain around Australia um, and I moved from the Central Coast up to Queensland for six months. My staff discount still works, like yes. nine months after I quit. So I kept using it in Brisbane. I'd say, oh, I'm just visiting for a little bit. Kept using it, kept using it. I went back home and I still to this day go into my old store. I wave hi to my old co-workers and then I go catch a new girl on the desk and she still puts my staff discount on every time. <laughs> no way. That's so good. Yeah. How, long, how long did you work there and how long ago, what, how long has it been since you worked there? Yeah, so I worked there for like nearly two years and okay. now it's been over a year since I left. Oh, that's so Ooh, good. Wow, what's, that's what's, great. What's the staff discount worth? Like yeah. 15%, 10%? 25%. Oh, oh damn. damn. That's great stuff. Yeah. I love that. that is good. I knew someone who had just, um, for some reason, been left on the worker's role at JB Hi-Fi. Jeez, I got a lot of headphones. <laughs> <laughs> and actually how we furnished the studios here. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth in Sydney. What's your retail story? Hi, guys. Uh, so I was working in a large surfing surf shop in Sydney and I was a little bit hungover. I may have been out the night before. So I suddenly realised I had the urge to vomit and I had very little time to decide what to do. There was no toilet, no bathroom in the store. The store was located a good 50 plus metres across a very busy food court to the public bathroom. Uh, The bin was very small and very public. So in a matter of seconds, I quickly decided that I would grab a plastic bag from behind the counter, casually walk out the back, did my little quick vom, quick rinse of the mouth, Stashed the bag outside in the in the storeroom, and then ten minutes later, when the store had quietened down, I casually said, "Go to the bathroom." Grabbed the bag, waltzed out the door, dumped the bag in the bin, went to the bathroom, came back. No one knew a thing. Smart, oh, man. smooth. Yep. It's the only way to get through. Yeah, well yeah. done. I knew you'd love a good vomit story. <laughs> yeah, always love a vom. So, no one else working ever found out. No, no, to this day. Oh, that's great. Smart, that's beautiful. Good. Beck, what's your retail story? Hi. Um, well, it's an interesting one. So, to preface, I was 19. I worked in art retail in Sutherland Shire. Hope nobody finds out who I am for this one. But um, <laughs> So, I had this guy. I grew up, you know I grew up in Sutherland Shire. So far, it's sounding like lived, you could be Michael um, Hing's story. Wait, uh, art retail? Was yeah. it? Which, what was it? Was it Riot Art and Craft? No, it was the one across the road from your high school. Hot damn! I have a feeling maybe you might have bought googly eyes from me at some point. <laughs> anyway, you're not... 
to not to not clickbait this one. So okay, okay. walked in, I had a new manager. This guy came in really enthusiastically and he put this painting in front of us. And he was like, hello, I've got this artwork. I'm wanting to protect it. And I'm 19 and I'm trying to like prove my worth. And I'm like, okay, show us the painting. And it looks like a tree. Now, in fairness, we get a lot of art in art stores. I still work in art retail. There's some crap. Anyway, I looked at it. He's like, I need to protect it. And we're like looking at it. We're like, oh, this is horrid. What is this? And I like look at him trying to figure out what it is. I'm like, what paint is it? He's like, it's not paint. I'm like touching it. I'm really getting up into the watercolor. And the guy's just like, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that if I were you. It's oh. fresh. And I'm like, okay, oh, what do you no. mean it's fresh? I have no idea what this is. I'm looking at it. It's got a little bit of a smell to it. And he, no. like, looks at my coworker. My coworker's looking at me like, don't do it. And I looked at him. I'm like, oh, okay, so what's it, pa- what's it painted out of? He's like, oh, it's a placenta painting. It's oh, like oh, I just got it from oh, the hospital. Oh. And he was, like, still looking at me. And he's like, so how do you protect this? And my coworker went and started just dry heaving in the bathroom. And I'm like, oh. Ooh, um, maybe spray varnish. I don't know. And it was like, I don't for the life of me still to this day remember if I washed my hands after touching it, but I had lunch after. Ah! And I was like, ah. That's a crime. That's a crime. That is a crime. It's got to be a crime. But look, in fairness, the guy still runs the business. So, you know, good for him. I hope he figured out a solution that worked for him. But, Whoa. yeah. That's... Wow. I mean, if any yeah. lawyers are listening, can you let us know? Is that a crime? <laughs> that's got to be a crime. It's not <laughs> a crime. It's not a crime, though. This is the thing. Like, if you, like, sign off for it, I looked into this. I was just like, how, do, how is this possible? And you can just, like, take what he described. And this is, like, the horrifying part is they give him the placenta with his hands and he doesn't use gloves. He throws it at a sheet of of watercolour paper and it looks like a tree. And I'm like, people pay money for this. He's in the delivery room, hands out. I think he gets it after. Right. Oh, so it's not even his kid. He's not even part of the artist, Michael. No. Wait, so so the idea is, Lewis, you recently had a child. Sure. I don't know. Please don't. This is January. Beautiful. I can give you the guy's details. He can do one for you. But But also, Alex is a obstetrician, so she has delivered... Thousands, thousands, hundreds of days. So you can choose when you yeah. have your child to keep the placenta, right? And you can do with that what you will. Yeah. Sometimes people bury it in the backyard, sometimes make a soup, whatever, sure. right? Not a road we yeah. went down. Or they I'm, eat it or stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think Veronica Milsom made a sausage mm-hmm. roll out of it. She did, she? and she tricked me into eating it. Yeah, yep. and then the, one, one other option aside from that is you can bring it to a, a man in a hat or whatever, <laughs> and, he'll, and he'll throw it at a canvas and make a tree, yeah. and then take that tree to a poor woman working at a store in the Sutherland Shire near nearby old high school, yeah. and, and she'll touch it with her fingers and then eat lunch. That's, oh. that's got to be a crime. My, I think the biggest Look. mistake he made was not asking you for googly eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, gosh. I can. Yeah, I think it would have just given like a, like a character to it that yeah. you weren't expecting. The guy also does dried artwork from the placenta as well, but we're not here for that. We're here for the painting. Obviously, that story about the painting. One of the worst things I've ever heard. Yep. But I also don't know why we let people take home the placenta. Because it's your own body. You should be able to do whatever you want with your own body. But they don't let you do that. No, I know they, they don't. don't let, for, I've for tried rest, before. For other stuff, they don't let, like when you had your bone, uh, your jaws, you know, ripped up and cut yeah. open, they didn't let you take home the bones, did they? They didn't, and I asked. Mm. Um, because I wanted to get that little bit of bone dipped in gold and put it on a necklace. I thought that'd be really funny. Perko, what, um, what, 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 what are your thoughts on that? Lewis your necklace. wearing a piece of his own body dipped in gold as a necklace. Super cool. Super cool. <laughs> not weird. Mm-hmm. Not a bit gross. Of course it's weird and gross. But don't you think it's also <laughs> funny? 
They're like, what's that? You're like, yeah, this is a bit of my own jaw. I mean, I guess if we walk around with uh, shark tooth necklaces, why can't you wear a bit of your own jawbone? Yeah, I've been hunting myself. Yeah. The world's most dangerous game, man. <laughs> Sharks. Oh, everyone's killed a shark. I wonder, Very few people have killed Lewis. Where's the line? Because they won't let you take bone, obviously. From right? what? Oh, from the hospital. From the hospital. Yeah. They will let you take the centre. And yep. they will let you take babies. Yeah. <laughs> I can they will let that. you take them. Yeah. Your own, though. They're, quite, they're yeah. quite finicky about that. And, and actually, yeah. they actually encourage you to take your baby home from the hospital. Yeah. They hate it when it's you live it with them. The doctors, <laughs> they're like, oh, we cannot. Oh, if you <laughs> leave, Understaffed. Otherwise, that's how you end up with Do- like Doogie Hauser. He was just a baby abandoned <laughs> in a hospital. hospital. Timely reference, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they'd let you take home, like, if you had, like, lipo. They'd let you take home a, a giant fat. fat. Cause, because, oh. you know, would you, would you, hmm. here we go. This is a bit crook. <laughs> if right. that, if, if, uh, we haven't heard anything crook so far, you so go, good <laughs> to finally get a taste of that. You go, you go get a bit of um, lipo done, right? Yep. You take it out of your... You know, my crack, butt, crack back and sack, or whatever they take them out. Of. I don't know if they take it out of your sack. It's you're talking about back a waxing sack. Maybe my, maybe my sack. It's grapefruit it's sack. Right. Well, when the when the tide is high <laughs> and the moon is full, it's actually then, yeah. Quite when a... the moon hits your eye, <laughs> it's quite lucrative actually. Uh, <laughs> it's like that. Um, you know when those uh when whales die <laughs> and they um they find that little bit of um uh baleen. Is that what it's called? And they use it in uh, in in perfumes. Yeah, I think so. And yeah. it's really valuable. Um, I think you're talking about baleen, I believe. Yeah, but I don't know. It um, comes from a whale. What I was gonna say is, if you if they gave you a can of your own fat, right? Yeah, take it home. Can. Just a can. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know how they give it to you. A jar, then. A jar. <laughs> Sorry, Poco. A jar. <laughs> if they tied up your fat in a little handkerchief and yeah. put it around a, um, an old <laughs> stick like a hobo from. Okay. Then, then, then uh-huh. right? You're meeting. Gordon Ramsay, Jamie Oliver, Whoa. Nigella Lawson, whoever it is, right? Celebrity chef. Yeah. Do you reckon you'd say to them, hey, you, you've cooked with everything, right? You've cooked every dish known to man. Oh, yeah. But have you ever cooked the fat of Michael Hing? I mean, we've, had, we've all had duck fat potatoes. What about Hing fat potatoes? It's a, it's a hard no from me. Yeah, it's a pretty hard easy no, no oh, from yeah. me. Yeah. Yep, you wouldn't, that's... just to see, obviously I wouldn't want to do it myself, but I'd like to see what Nigella or Jamie could do. No, no. okay. It's my All own right. fat. Yeah, and you can you can do what you want with it. You've just oh, had I'm a lipo out. <laughs> <That's laughs> Why are you trying to create a that's constant true. stream? It's a, it's a vicious cycle. Pull it out. Put it back in. <laughs> anyway, let's get to some more calls, shall we? Uh, no, yeah. let's twirl on this. <laughs> Coming up, you'll hear about shop floor droppings, a first date in a costume store, and... One big noob. Luke, what's your retail story? Hey, so I worked in a uh, big retail chain probably five or six years ago, and I watched a 45 to probably 47-year-old fully grown man shit himself <gasps> near the side counter of our store. Oh, damn. Oh. Um, That's I no love good. the very specific age range too. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, Forty-five to forty-seven. Yeah, this guy has well, had to give a yeah, police report. Well, he wasn't old. Put it that way. So I'm assuming he had full bowel control. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. That's important. That's right. So, do you think it was by choice? Oh, I think he might have been trying to fart. To be honest, because he, oh, right, okay. he was just standing there with his legs like half spread, doing a bit of a jiggle, and then yeah. boom, out it come. <laughs> Damn. And how do how, you know? Yeah, how, yeah from, from how, how far away were you when it happened? So how did you know? Oh, I would have been probably maybe 
I don't know, 15, 15 metres away. Right. 15 metres? And you could tell the difference between, you, for 15 metres, you can tell the difference between a fart and a shit. I really feel like we put you on the stand well, here. In a man's he pants. fell out of his pants. Oh, so it fell I fell out. Ah! <laughs> what, what did he do? <laughs> he just turned, he did like a whole, what, like a standing 180, looked around to see if anyone saw him. And I was standing behind like a TV and saw it happen. And he just walked out. <gasps> so so he was wearing shit. shorts, jeans? Yeah, he was wearing shorts, and shorts. they fell out of his shorts. Oh. I mean, to be fair, what would you do? <laughs> do well, you, do you call over a worker and say, excuse me, so sorry to, to bother you, I've, I've just shat myself. Could I borrow some paper towel? I think I'd, I'd walk out too. Yeah. I wouldn't know what to do. I'd panic and leave. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. leave now. <laughs> yeah, it's really something. It's I'm so funny. Sorry that happened to you, Luke. Louise in Sydney, what's your retail story? So I was going on a first date with this guy I'd met on Tinder. This was about 10 years ago. And um, we met up. It, it was a bit of an awkward date. Anyway, uh, we walked past this costume store and he goes, oh, you know, I just got to drop in here and pick something up so we went in and he's chatting to the the shop owner and she goes oh yeah yeah I got your stuff for you and she pulls out human leather because he he wanted to bind books in this human leather and and then she goes oh yeah look at this piece I got and no joke it was a human nipple on a piece of leather and the way what? they were talking it's it sounded it didn't sound like fake leather Hang it on. sounded like legitimate human leather that can't. That's that can't not be right. Legal. That's not legal. Yeah. I know. I don't think you can ethically source human leather. That that can't be true. That, so you're on a first date, oh, and you yeah. go to a costume shop. Surely yeah. it's fake. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I will never know because I'm never going to ask him. Was there a um, second date? No, definitely not. <laughs> you're like, hey, this is giving real um, evil villain vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cool, 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 cool. Was there anything... What else What else did you notice about this guy? Was there anything normal about him? Or was he, a, like, total well, freak from head to toe? Um, he was He was an odd person. Like, when we first met up, he pulled out a plastic rose that was coiled in his pocket, and he uncoils it. He's like, I got this for you. Uh, Which was, you know, it, it just started off a bit yeah. odd. Like, he produced it like it was a magic trick? Or was it just like, I've got a coiled rose for you? It was just like, oh, oh, I've got I've got a gift for you. And he's like a gift. Okay, yeah. yeah that's right. unusual, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. Oh. Jess, thoughts? Oh, I feel a bit yuck. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty disgusting, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Got to be careful out there. If I open, uh, do I want to, I mean, to be honest, even if someone said to me I bind my own books, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> no second day for me. <laughs> even if I, <laughs> like, I don't think we have mutual interests. That's <laughs> removing the fact that there's a human nipple on said book. <laughs> wow, hey. Matt, what's your retail story? Hey guys, um, my retail story was uh, I was working in a large retail store in uh, Lismore and there was a group of three girls. Um, I was in the photo lab and uh, acting a little bit sus, so I you know, went over to see if they needed any help. They were huddled around a photo machine and um, they kind of reacted a little bit surprised when I asked if they needed any help and they um, asked for three pieces of A4 paper to cover up the screen. Um, turns out they were printing nudes for one of their boyfriends. Oh, oh printing. They've just gone printing, to the shop to print Printing, printing nudes. And yeah, so it, it's little like, do they know that it comes up on my big screen um, oh, for no, the world to see. Of course and, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it does. 
Oh, yeah. Oh. And that's not really your fault. Like, no, I don't, you I, don't want to see that. No. You know? And you, people. No. That so, definitely looked away, don't worry. <laughs> Got to be polite about did, that. Wow. Did you say, hey, just so you guys know, for future, any dork sitting here can see what you're printing or. Just, uh, I just, I thought that was the type of people I didn't want to um, associate with. I sure. thought I'd leave them to their business. Yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah. Wow. I yeah. mean, I don't want to print your nudes. Back yeah. in the day. <laughs> Well, use your, use your printer at home, I guess. Or go to the library. No, not I can't the same go to the quality. Not That's the same true. quality. Yeah. And if you're sending them digitally, then, you know, they could live in the cloud forever. That's true. Whereas but- you could trust people to set fire to printed nudes. <laughs> I want to see evidence of you setting fire to my nude. Holding a copy of today's newspaper. <laughs> I want you to take that picture, go to the shop, print out that picture. Yep. I yep. wonder why you would print out a nude. Maybe you're making a calendar to raise money for a mine that's closing down. <laughs> Nat and Tassie, what's your retail story? Um, hi, I was working um, in a bookstore and I had a man come in. He'd come in earlier to scope out the shop and he came in and he asked about crime novels. So he kept asking me to go lower and lower on the bookshelf. And in the meantime, he was looking up in a security mirror and his um, accomplice had come in and rubbed our till. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, and so then... We didn't realise, so he they'd cleared it just enough to make it look like someone had cleared it. Um, so it wasn't until I was um, on the train um, later that um, my assistant manager called and said, so where's all the money? And I said, oh, didn't you clear the till? No, she hadn't. Um, we'd been robbed. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, I, again, I, I do think that the fact that he um, was asking for crime novels mm. was oh. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're going to yep. commit a crime, at least leave a few telltale signs. Yeah. Oh, that's their signature. Absol- yeah. He, it was, he was also wearing a trench coat. So Ooh, classic Rocky. criminal. <laughs> True crime <laughs> bandit. Liam from Wodonga, what's your retail story? Um, so I was just doing my like, crappy 17-year-old job uh, in retail. We were just in the freezer, in a like, really cold freezer. Um, then this other girl stacking boxes. So I dared her to, like, lick the upright of the shelf, like the metal upright. Oh, She's like, oh, like, I don't really know what will happen. Like, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, what do you think will happen? And then I didn't think she was going to do it, so I walked out of the room. But then when I returned to the room, she was, like, stuck to the post, like, by the tongue. <sighs> and then I was like, oh, I'll go get some hot water. But then she, like, tore her tongue off. No! And then for, for like... Six months afterwards, every time you went to the freezer, you're like, oh, like, there's the piece of George's tongue oh, like, stuck oh, to yeah. the post. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's rank. That's gross. What did it look like? A little bit of tongue. Yeah, oh. it's just like a massive piece of chunky tongue, like <sighs> tongue flesh. <sighs> and how was she? Did she have to go to a hospital or something? No, nah, she was fine. She just had, like, a mouthful of blood, which we washed down with some water. She's um, fine. Yeah. Yeah, she was fine. Oh, um, does the tongue grow back? No. Oh, I was assume so. I think it would. I think it's is it it doesn't it sort so. of repair itself? I hope so. Oof, I hope yeah. she doesn't have a lumpy tongue. Oh. Just for her own benefit. You know, the moral of that story is just don't 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 ever accept a dare. If anyone dares mm. you to do anything, nothing good will come of it, you know? What if I dared yeah. you to love? I refuse to. Perko? No, I dare you to dance. Yes. Like no one's watching. <laughs> Why Why are both of the things you dare me to do regular human things? <laughs> because 
Yeah, Michael, weird. just once, just once, we want some proof mm. that you haven't been replaced by an AI version of I yourself. I refuse to. It will not happen. Now, it's time for us. Moving on, everyone. <laughs> uh, for us to uh, put on a call, which we didn't have enough time to, to get to during the radio show. We are, of course, talking about our tribute to the late great still alive, Mr. Pat Boone. This is a... Boonus caller. Caller perfect as always. Our bonus caller this week is from Cooper. G'day, Cooper. What's your retail story? A few months ago, I was working at an alcohol place. Some would know it as a Dean Murphy's. I worked on a Saturday night. So I was working there with my partner and... She was on the registers and I was just filling up the uh, wine fridge on a on a really busy Saturday night. Half an hour to go to the shift ended. What time? Early what time of night? Uh, 8.30. Okay. 8.30, okay. 8.30. Yep. Yep. So quite to the end, um, everyone, all the youngsters have got their pre-drinks already sorted. They're already drinking up a storm. Sure. Elderly gentleman comes up to me and says, hey, mate, are you free at all? And I said, absolutely, mate. How can I help you? And he goes and turns around to quite an elderly lady, probably 60s. Yep. Um, in an aisle over, and she, uh, he says to me, would you like to uh, have a threesome with uh, me and my wife? Oh! Oh! Free later on. Yeah, as in free later on. Oh, free it wasn't like, me. hey, where's the vodka? It was like, hey, yeah. no, we he, saw you from he across the... for any recommendations at all. Hot damn. Wow. wow. Um, and, Do you have uh, a good wine that goes with a three-way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one over here. But, uh, I, I literally didn't know what to say, and I said, sorry, mate, my... Uh, my girlfriend's on the registers over there. She's the blonde one. And he looked at me, looked at his uh, elderly partner and said, okay, mate, walked away. And I just stood at the wine fridge for probably two to three minutes in shock. I didn't really know what to do. Yeah. Oh, it's All pretty right. brazen, isn't it? And it's, also, yeah. you're at work. Yeah. I'm Get at work, on. yeah. How, how, how old were you at the time? Uh, 22. Okay, okay, so yeah, you're a young man. Do you know what and... I um, I love about this story, though, uh-huh. is that um, <laughs> your instinct in a panic isn't to say, no, I'm not interested, but to be like, well, my girlfriend's over there. That's the only reason I'm saying no. Is that <laughs> I am, well, the customer's I am, always right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I am taken, um, elderly man and when, his elderly partner. When you say elderly, how elderly do you think he was, if you had to guess? Like 70s, 80s? No, definitely, I'd say 65, pushing 70. Right, he okay, so a retiree. still young and virile. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's turned up know. in a wife theater with the hairiest shoulders I've ever seen in my life. So. <laughs> damn. But he's wow. just shooting his shot, you know. Yeah. I wonder mm. how many people he has asked. It's the... Well, he, he's regular in the store and he comes through. Oh, you well, still see anymore, it? But I, I saw him for probably two to three months after and... It was like, hey, mate, how are you? Cheeky smile, and that was it. Did he oh, ever, wow. uh, do you know if he ever propositioned another staff member? No, I don't, well, I, I haven't heard. Right, but, okay. um, wow. He's probably still going into the store now, to be fair, but yeah. that it's was really, very if, odd. If he didn't ask any of your co-workers, are you a little bit flattered by that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm not good looking, I can say that much. <laughs> I'll Sounds like an it, absolute though. catch. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I, um... And, and that, that man saw that in you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> it's really something. Because I like, I remember when I was single and I would go, you know, I think you'd Sarah... go, You'd go um, trawling the bottle shops of Australia <laughs> well, to, looking to do for an el- Looking for an elderly couple to take me in, <laughs> to put me into their caravan and take me to the Kimberleys. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I would, you know, sometimes when you like you fall in love with a staff member at a shop, you know, you get a crush and like yeah. you're going to buy like the same cafe sure, or whatever sure, and there's a sure. part of you that's like, 
this oh, yeah. friendly interaction that we're having. Mm. You know, in in your you know it's not, but there's a part of you that's like, oh, maybe I'll ask this person out. Mm. You always go, oh, I'll never be able to come to this cafe again. Exactly. If it yeah. if it goes wrong, and also this great place, yeah, is ruined for ruined. me. Yeah, and then um, also again, like, they are at work. They're at work. Of course, know. of course, yeah. all of these things. Mm. Um, but to me. Losing a bottle shop would be heartbreaking to me. <laughs> like not being able to go to my favorite bottle shop would would break my heart so much. Even if a threesome was on the table, yeah. I just wouldn't be able to take it. Um, Cooper, how long had you worked at the uh, bottle shop for? I was there for probably a year and a half. So. Okay, I worked at a bottle shop for probably eight years. Here we go. I don't think I got a proposition for a single threesome. <laughs> eight years, <laughs> day in, day out, opening shift, closing shift, doesn't matter. I never got asked to be a part of a threesome. But nor have you in any part of life, I don't think. Well, you know, people like to party. When you're at one of those D&D conferences, things get pretty crazy. <laughs> people like to party. Let's just say, yeah. let's just leave it there. Yeah. Oh, not <laughs> with me, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I've I, seen the video. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Cooper, thank you so much for your story. Um, a fascinating insight into uh, life behind the front lines of D. Murphy's. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank, thank you very much. Cheers. I can see why they were took a liking to him. You know, you know yeah. what I was wanted to do the whole time, but obviously would have been insane for me to do? What's that? Like, Cooper. Yeah? Oh, right. <laughs> Ever wanted to <laughs> bring him into this threesome? <laughs> Ever wanted to be part of a foursome, Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> But obviously, that would have been, that would have been because in... we're at work. <laughs> yeah, we can ask if we're at work. Yeah. Is that right? Oh. He's the customer. The customer. I don't think you can proposition a customer. Though. Well, when can you ask someone to be in a threesome then? <laughs> <laughs> the get... world's gone mad. Got to get on one of those apps, you know? Oh. People like to party. Let's just leave <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, Lewis, what group sex app do you use? Perko, what group sex app do you use? <laughs> Let's all say it at the same time. Uh... Three, two, one. The ABC Listen app. <laughs> Well, Jess, uh, to all the people out there listening uh, to this podcast, wherever they find good podcasts, including the ABC Listen app. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, whose retail story is the best? Simply the Jess this week. Oh, man. We heard some great stories. I obviously uh, hated hearing about a piece of tongue being stuck to some oh. uh, metal shelf for a long time. Yucko ducko. I already Clean it off. In my mind. <laughs> Clean your freezers. Disgusting. <laughs> Awful stuff. Had a man shit himself and then just leave a shop. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, but I think it absolutely has to go to the first story we heard from Ashley about uh, the heist. Uh, somebody pu- pushing themselves into a suitcase, presumably being wheeled in by an accomplice, mm. waiting until the middle of the night, <laughs> letting themselves out and then just going on a little shopping spree. Obviously, it's a crime, and I don't condone that. No. I but would it say, is pretty fun. Yeah. And I would also say that in terms of a heist, it's a very low-stakes heist. Like, yeah. they're not trying to get into, I don't know, the Louvre and steal the Mona Lisa. They're mm. doing, what, cornflakes and, you know, a couple yeah, of... baked beans. You know, yeah, <laughs> cans of beans, you know? No, and that's it. There's no one... There's no security guard with a gun. No one's going to get shot. Exactly. It's uh, a pretty funny heist. It's a little bit funny. I also loved the way that she described it as the suitcase started unzipping itself. Yes. It's a, yeah. That was such a beautiful phrase. You're like, not the person in there, but you're just like, this suitcase is unzipping itself. <laughs> it's come alive. 
<laughs> oh no, it's a person inside, and oh, they robbing God. the store. <laughs> that makes more uh, sense. Yeah, <laughs> I do have like you know, I, it's it left me with so many questions. I wish I could see the the video footage and yeah. like figure out when, how long they were mm. in the store before closing, mm. how long until they let themselves out. I'm you know, because that, that wouldn't be that would be very uncomfortable. Mm. You know, mm. they're really committed to get those cornflakes. Yeah, and so I the, think if it, in a way they earned it. Yes, and what yes. else did they earn, Perko? <laughs> Oh, well, Ashley has earned the title of Simply the Jest for this week. Well, congratulations to Ashley out of Sydney. You win a big red sticker that says, I was the best on Simply the Jest. Only a few more of those to hand out before we wrap up the podcast forever. You also get a golden ham chain carrying courtesy of Hobber and Incorporated. Um, Perko, thanks so much for joining us this week. I mean, a pleasure as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to our producers, Anne Carter and Lou Hill. I implore you, if you haven't done it yet, why aren't you following us on Instagram? Yeah. At not Hobber and Hing official. That is where Jess Perkins gives you the topic each week. Mm-hmm. And then you can contribute to the last few episodes of Simply the Jest. I beg of you. Get into the get into the canon. I mean, I imagine at some point this is going to go into the National Film and Sound Archive, right? Yes, as yeah. the, the country's greatest compendium of feces stories. <laughs> Uh, you, you should also you should also go follow Jess Perkins on Instagram. That's true. Yeah. Uh, do you remember Perkins when we first started this podcast? You were like, I'm mm-hmm. just trying to get to ten thousand listeners. Yeah. And now I'm looking at your Instagram right now at Jess Perkins. You're looking at fifteen point six thousand. Yeah, that's right. But remember, I was like really pushing to get to ten k, and the second I did, I got hacked. <laughs> oh, yes, so, I do right. remember that. Now I'm really pumping the brakes on uh, being being clingy. You know, sure. just and letting what, it happen. And what's the password <laughs> to your Instagram account? No. <laughs> just give me a blue. Tick already. <laughs> Give her a blue tick, Zuckerberg. Um, follow us on Instagram. Listen to our other podcast, Silver Bullet. Uh, you can find it wherever you find good podcasts. Go buy tickets to our show that we're doing across the country. Harbour and Hing's last show ever. A few of them Perko's going to be at. Yeah, we'll be doing live Simple the Jests uh, and looking back at some of the absolute highlights and lowlights of this podcast. Mm. <laughs> lowlights? Sure. Hey, remember this one when Hing was kind of hungover? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean lowlights from us. We always crush. I mean, oh, sure. just like some of the stories that really made us feel unwell for long periods of time. There was that time I was texting Tom Carty when I... I mean, a mystery guest <laughs> when I was meant to be doing the podcast. I'm going to be replaying every time there was a longer pause than usual between me saying my name and Hing saying his name <laughs> at the top of the podcast. It'd be a lot of pods. Bye. Bye. You know, Hingis, for years, you and I have been hearing the nation's wacky adventures here on Simply the Chest. Mm, but now, Lewis, the time has come for you and I to have our own wacky adventures. It's so true. So that's why we've started our new podcast called Silver Bullet. And so far, you've set fire to your kitchen. For the podcast, you got into a fight with beloved Australian icon Grace Tame. I regret nothing. Uh, we've both lost our minds in a flotation tank. Yeah, and it's all for our podcast, Silver Bullet, where we are trying anything we can to fix ourselves. Yeah, whether it's jaw massages or Bikram yoga or eating like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We're out there road testing wellness trends with incredible guests, because even though a lot of these wellness trends are scams... But maybe one of them won't be, and we'll actually get fixed. So go subscribe now to Silver Bullet, wherever you get your podcasts. And seek perfection with us, the two most perfect people you know.